Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I'm excited. I have yet another fantastic guest on today's show. And we are talking to someone who is a friend and colleague that I met through a networking organization called The Dames. It's a group of amazing women that I found last year, and I have made so many amazing connections with so many fantastic women. And so I'm starting to bring them onto my show. And one of the guests that is a member of this organization and, and becoming a very good friend of mine is Eva Karan Walling. She is the creator, creator of the expansion method author of The Powerless Thought and a professional speaker. She is known internationally as the queen of transformation because she helps her audience and clients release what is holding them back and rewire their minds so they can easily step up their game and grow their business. She has been a featured leading expert on international platforms, including the United States, Sweden, and Germany. Eva Karin has been seen in Escala Magazine on the Wealth Academy and shared the stage with Marissa Murgatroyd. Eva Karin is passionate about empowering her audience and clients with her step-by-step -step process to shift outdated beliefs and ideas and quickly and effortlessly move forward toward their ultimate desires. Plus, with her proven techniques that anyone can learn, her clients and audiences easily increase their confidence, show up at a new level, and attract bigger and better opportunities. Whether she's speaking to a group of 20,000 or 20, Eva Karn ignites the atmosphere with her proven methods, empowering presence, and commitment to real results. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for having me on it. It is my pleasure. So we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to start you with the question I give to everybody. What is your best advice for business owners who want to scale their business to the next level and beyond? My best advice is that um not do so much as you might think you have to do but you have also to need to look into yourself because what the struggle you had from start to where you are now is it's gonna most probably gonna be a similar struggle when you move up to the next level and scale up because if you haven't dealt with your programmings that you have in your subconscious mind they're gonna come back to you and they're gonna come back harder and stronger when you're about to scale to a higher level. Okay, I like that. So basically, it's kind of like you've got to clear your slate of the things that you're butting up against from getting where you are to that next level. So yeah. going to that a little bit more, how do you, um, what are some ideas or some suggestions you have for how the audience can take a look at themselves and actually see what those things are before they even can deal with them. Yeah. So if you're in a good place now, you can look back and say, what has been the typical issues for you uh, when you have felt that you struggled or maybe you come across something that made you start to doubt yourself in one way or another? Things like that, things that wasn't comfortable. <clears throat> I want to speak about positive and negative feelings because I don't see them as such. I see that is judging the feelings we have. Uh, when we have good feelings, enjoy them because 
is and cultivate them because it's so important to cultivate, you know, feeling good. That is one of the best marketing tools ever. And when you don't feel good, when you feel some kind of discomfort, that is actually a message to you from your subconscious mind to your conscious mind. And when you can uh, listen, just take a step back, reflect, and listen to what is actually going on inside of you, then you have found a goldmine. It actually can be the, the guides that will help you to reach your next level faster and easier. Because just imagine if you have, you maybe come across, let's say you're going to raise the price. And then when you did that the first time, you might have the idea that you wonder if people want to pay for your, for the, your service uh, at that level. Then you start to do it and it works fine. And then you want to raise the price again. And the same doubt is going to come back if you haven't looked at it before. So that is the same thing coming over and over again. So when you can catch it before it happens, that is really awesome because then you're proactive and you don't have to get into much, so much struggle. As if you wait until it happens, then there are going to be some struggles because what happens is that those feelings usually tend to be so strong that you believe that, that they're telling the truth. And they're not. It's just giving you a message. Okay, so so staying aware of how you're feeling at all times. Now, is that in is that related to how you're thinking as well, or do you is there a, is it a connection, or are they two separate things where thought is different than feeling and vice versa? They are connected. So, can you imagine a day when you feel awesome? You wake and say, "Oh, that's a great day." You don't have negative feelings that you start to doubt yourself and doubt the day and think it's going to happen some not so nice things today. And the opposite, if you wake up a day and you really, really feel bad, you're not going to have happy thoughts. So they are reflecting each other. So you can notice this both in the feelings and the thoughts. The reason I'm talking mostly about feelings is that from my perspective, we, we put too much trust in our brain and we, we sort of live our lives in the head and not so much in the body. It's like the body's purpose is to carry the head and we're missing so much when we live life. I see totally the opposite, but the body, I give an example. So in my mind, I can make a decision to fly to the moon, but I'm going to take the body with me, going to get in some trouble. It's not going to work. So it's just a crazy example to show that the body is always telling the truth, but the, the head, the brain, the thinking can trick us. And it usually does trick us. Okay. So it is it is a total whole body experience that we need to be paying attention to, not just our thoughts and not just our feelings. We need to look at the whole package, the whole body um, sense and energy and, and feelings and the thoughts because they are interrelated. So yeah. once you do, you know, you look at the whole body experience that you're going through is, and you recognize that there is something uncomfortable, a bad feeling, that kind of a thing, is the next step to try to find the cause and change that? Or is it about, um, you know, ch just changing your thought, you know, looking at your thoughts and going, well, I woke up early today, I was tired, I didn't feel good. So now, you know, I'm this, that, and the other and it's just a matter of going, okay, so I'm going to change that thought to, sure, I woke up early and yes, I'm tired and I still am here and able to go. I have the energy, the ability because, you know, I'm human and I can do this. 
is it a matter of just changing your thoughts or is there a whole body process for doing that too? So changing the thought is not easy to do. Sometimes it can actually be whole. And if you're going to work with just changing the thoughts, um, your body is so, so much stronger. The patterns you have in the body so much stronger. So you have really to be on guard all the time, be able to manage the thoughts. And really, you really need to keep attention to it. So it's hard work. So the way I work, I, I start with the feelings because when the feelings change, that thoughts change automatically. And I can share a simple way to do that. And the reason why it's so difficult is also because we have three parts of the brain. We have the reptilian brain that its purpose is to help us survive. And it doesn't like change because as soon as we're about to change, and I say, no, no, stop. And they're going to trick us in some way to stop moving just to keep us safe. And then we have the limbic system. It's all about uh, feeling love, feeling that we belong. And so many times I've heard when people are going for their kind of success, it's that they're afraid of being left alone. Being afraid that people stop London, you know, family, they wouldn't stop London, but they can know that intellectually feeling. And then we have the frontal lobe that is the creative part of us, that is creating the visions, we have ideas and so forth. So we have two against one. And that is why it's so hard to, to just change the thoughts and change the life by changing the thoughts. So what I would advise is that you notice and you can start wherever you want. You can start in the thoughts, but, or you can start with the emotions. But start listening, go down the listen to the body, because that is the part that tells the truth. And when you have a sensation, let's say you doubt yourself because you decided to raise the price and wonder if anyone going to buy my service for this price. You know that the value is totally aligned with the price, but you still doubt how other people will perceive it. And notice how the doubt feels inside your body where it feels, where you feel the discomfort. Just notice it and then just be aware of what it tells you. You don't have to know it because that is analyzing and you can only go so far with analyzing. So just notice what is going on in your body. And sometimes you can see it right away and sometimes it will take a while. It can take a few days. And don't suppress the feeling and don't drown in it and believe that it's, it's just a message. So, and then you can... When you start to see what it's about, take the same example. I'm doubting that people would like to pay this price, this new price of mine. So what would you like to have instead? Well, I would like to have people being excited and happy to pay because they see the value. Ah, now you made a conscious choice of what you want to create. So then we have a difficult part. How is How are you going to stay with a new thought so the brain is not you? It's a simple answer to that. That is gratitude. So when you feel gratitude, to the uncomfortable feeling, thanking it for showing you, giving you the message because it gave you a clear direction of what you actually want. Then it can leave you because then has, it, it has, that was its purpose to come up and give you the message. And when, when it feels that you have received the message, it is not longer needed. And then you can embrace the new idea and it's so, so much easier to, to embody the new idea because you don't you're not fighting with it. because when you're fighting against your thoughts and feelings you're just fighting against yourself that is very unnecessary yes definitely so how can a person be sure they don't take the process of you know listening to their body and feeling the emotion and and processing the messages coming from it how do they keep themselves from getting lost and wallowing in it? Because you said you don't want to sit there and just stay in that feeling forever and you don't want to suppress it because so many people today do one or the other. They either suppress it 
and pretend it's not there and go on like they have it with a happy face on. And others are like, oh, well, I was told to feel my feelings and process my feelings. And yet they're wallowing in it day after day going, yeah. I'm feeling my feeling and nothing's changing. So how do they break that habit of wallowing in it in play instead of doing what you're saying, feeling it, getting the message from it and making the change in your thoughts because you see, oh, I'm feeling this because of this and it's okay, you know, or whatever. How do we keep from getting lost in that wallowing, that wallowing in it? Because sometimes when you let go like that, it's hard not to just be stuck in it and go wallow and, and not be able to get out of it. Okay. Well, you have to be a bit schizophrenic. <laughs> okay. Please well, explain. <laughs> what I mean by that is that uh, you can see it as an its own entity, so you don't take it on as you. We have a tendency to say, that I am doubting, I am angry, I am upset. And it's a good practice to rephrase that, to say, I have the sensation of, or I have the feeling of. And it sound, may sound like it's almost the same, but it's definitely not. Because the first one, I say, I am, it's like if you personalize the feeling, so it's, it becomes like part of you. So when you say they have the sensation, you're, you're telling yourself that, yeah, this is how you feel in the moment, and it's not you. It's just a sensation. And at the same time, you can imagine that it is a part of you that you can pull out of yourself and put on the side and let it be with you. You can allow the feeling to be with you while you're doing the ordinary things. And it's okay. So when I do this, I can say to my husband that, yeah, I'm a little bit low today because I'm processing this. I don't go on and on and on and say, and complain or talk about how I feel. I just let it be beside me until I get this. And I like that because I, I totally get the I am blank. It's like claiming it and making it real or, or making it permanent, so to speak, because when you say I am whatever, that is like a proclamation of who you are. And when you make a proclamation like that, it can get stuck with you and then you have to work through that. So in, instead of saying I am and actually claiming this negative feeling or this negative situation, you saying I have a feeling of this or a sensation of this in my body, but it's not me. It doesn't define me. It's, it's making sure you clarify, because that's kind of, in my mind, clarifying the thought and the emotion and being able to process them without claiming it to where you wallow in it or suppressing it and going, okay, because you could say, oh, I am not angry today. And I mean, and you could be fuming. And instead of saying, I am angry today, that you do the opposite. I am not angry today. And you're suppressing it and pretending to not be angry and you're not really processing it. So you have to, it's in, in the phraseology of how you talk about it, even if you're just talking to yourself about it, it's still making sure you're not claiming it and making it your reality by claiming it as an I am statement instead of saying I am feeling X or I have this sensation in my body like such and such. It allows you to separate that out and then be able to, like you said, kind of have it right by you and kind of know it's there and process and and then an event and it will go away and you'll, you'll you'll get your message and you'll change your thought and it will go on. So I love that. This is all very brilliant and a really great perspective on this. I mean, I've talked to many people over the years about, you know, emotions and thoughts and and how to deal with them and how to not wallow. And, you know, you've got the perspective 
the the spectrums of you know the the psychologists and the psychiatrists and how they present it, coaches and consultants how they present it, religious figures how they present it. There's so many different perspectives, and I really like yours and the way you talk about it because it's it's very clear on how to do these things without getting stuck in one spectrum or the other. So. I love that, and I really think my listeners are going to love this. So that being said, how can my listeners find you, learn more about you, see if they want to work with you, or find out how you know what you do and if it's a fit for them? Yeah, uh, on my website, same name as me, evacarnavolin.com. And uh, right now, I have a quiz, uh, so you can find out what is your biggest money blocker. Because one of the most fun things that I do is I clear money blocks. And it usually is not, well, some, some parts, of course, is connected to money, but it is also other parts that is not connected to money that still affect our, the money that comes into the world, the amount of money that stays in the world, and the amount of money we give out. Okay, awesome. And I will have that all in the show notes. I'll have a link to your website and where they can go get that quiz and where they can find out more about you. Um, so be sure you check out the show notes when y'all come listen to the episode. And, um, Eva Karn, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It's been a great pleasure. I know so many of my listeners are going to get so much out of this. And um, to my listeners out there, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. Leave us some feedback. Let me know what you think. And I will see you all again next week on Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezoe.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.